Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I had to do that. Um, so <laughs> no problem. Back to the Art Institute of Philadelphia. My, my, my. Art Institute of Philadelphia. And what was your major there? Um, surprisingly, I don't know why everybody thought I was fashion, but I was video production and digital media. And you know um, what? I did think you were fashion. I really did. <laughs> hey. Everybody I was uh, you know, always thinks my major was fashion. And I was like, no, I went to school for video production and digital media. It wasn't until somebody seen you on a shoot and was like, wait, you're a video major? And I was like, yeah. And they was like, really? <laughs> I don't know why wow. I thought I was a fashion major. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I was one of them people that thought that too. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I went to practice. Really? <laughs> no, so I, I, video I production, digital media. I'm a technical girl. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if it was the list you had to you because you was always fly. So that's probably why. You know what I mean? Thank you. you. Probably why Appreciate I was you know, it. at the major. You know what I'm saying? Balling on a budget. Balling on a budget. You know, <laughs> college life. Not, nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. And then we were in the BSU there together. The black yes, we were. Yes, we were. That group taught me a lot about me. It did. And it did. About me. And it was funny because when, when, you know, um, I started out, I went through the ranks of second uh, vice president, the vice president, the president, whatever, you know what I mean? And I was just mm-hmm. feeling my way through, you know, life or whatever. So, you know, when we had them guru sessions, that's where I first really connected with you because we were doing poetry shows, guru sessions. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, you would come in and just dance, like, and put it down. You know what I mean? Thank what you. Where <laughs> yeah, your memory goes Yeah, shout out to all the um, old members of Dark Eyes. Well, Dark Fire Arts, Dark Arts, that's where it kind of all really started. I mean, um, I got involved with BSU, and I never did the e-board, but I was like, you know, we need a student life because when we got there, there was just, like, no student life. And like you said, I learned a lot about myself just being diligent, um, being in something, and then, hell, being black and being in a position of power, especially in a school like Art Institute, was just really eye-opening for even myself. So, I mean, if I can accredit nothing to that school, BSU was probably one of the greatest experiences I had where it was, you know, black people collectively doing something in a school where we were really the minority and coming together and being, you know, one of the biggest organizations in the school to start basically all those clubs that came after us. So it's a legacy, you know? Absolutely. Do you still go down there? Um, I I haven't been down there maybe in probably like a year and a half. 
they asked me back a while ago to kind of come in and speak to a couple kids that were coming out of their video program. So every once in a while, I would pop my head in and come talk to them about, you know, coming out of school, what should they expect, what type of jobs they should expect to get. Don't come in there trying to, like, you know, I'm the best, I'm the best, but just kind of like some guidance. So every once in a blue, they would ask me to come back, but I haven't been back in probably like a year and a half with all the craziness has been going on with AI. Yeah, I, I've been down there. We should, we should, we should go back. We should go back. You and I, we should go back, and we should see what the BSU is doing because I've, I've been down there, and it's not as strong as it used to. And it no. be, it's been like maybe a year, year and a half for me as well. I mean, but as DSU members originate, original members, and mm-hmm. go down there and make sure that that because that group was important for us. Very I much mean, so. You know, I caught I caught grief when I became president. Um, I forgot the guy's really? name. I don't know if for English teacher, but um, he wore glasses. Coffer, I think his name was. He was a, oh. a English teacher or something. And one day we were in class. And we were discussing BSU stuff, and, you know, he said to me that, um, you don't find that offensive? I said, what do you mean? He said, All that, you know, your, your organization being called the Black Student Union. He was like, Oh, I, I think was, I remember that. <laughs> we had an e board meeting about that. Ooh. And he was like, he said, how would you feel if a group of white students came and started a group called the White Student Union? You know what I'm saying? And I had to check him, like, in front of the class. You know what I'm saying? And he was cool. You know what I mean? Like, it was conversation. It was dialogue. It wasn't, he wasn't, you know, being, you know, disrespectful about it. He just was, you know, right. his, So, you know, I, I, I kind of put him in his place with that. I wouldn't care. You know what I'm saying? But that is the type, that movement stirred up a lot of trouble for us. And we didn't even yeah. know. We were revolutionary even then. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And people, I don't even think to the extent that a lot of the members even realize how important that organization was and they were to that organization. You know what I'm saying? Well, we used to get it a lot because with the dance team um, practicing. So you remember we started Dark Arts, um, out of us came First Strike. Um, out of us came Latin Connection. Out of and a lot, all those members were either BSU members in the beginning, or they were on Dark Arts and started their own sub clubs. And as those clubs grew, we became the minority in the clubs that we were the majority in. It was like, oh, first strike can get in here and do cartwheels and flips and bang and slam each other and break each other's noses by accident. But when the dark the Dark Arts comes in here to dance and rehearse, it's like, oh. Y'all jumping and making too much noise. I'm like, y'all just had a whole karate team over top of y'all, like, <laughs> doing flips and everything. So, trust me, I felt that brunt of, like, us being, you know, revolutionary or even starting that fire because you don't want us to practice places, but then you would want to come to us and ask us to go perform at stuff to represent the school when we would have events outside of the AI world. So it's just like, it was just, I don't know, double-edged sword at times. And, and you know what's funny? I I I agree with you 110. percent Especially Latin connections, they they watch BSU. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You remember because when we um shout out to S Princess Warren, 
and Greg Taylor, who started DSU to begin with. So shout out to them. Hey, yo. Yeah, shout out. Who started the uh, BSU, the Black Student Union at AIPA. Shout out to them. Um, but, you know, um, I, when, I don't know how much you know about, you know, On Point or whatever, but we're a community organized, you know, um, entity. So yes. you do a lot of community work. And I did that with, you know, BSU, like I had when I was teaching at the time. And I would have mm-hmm. the, the members go down and play student versus AIPH games, and they would get community service points for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I took our organization. I don't know if you went, but I took our organization to BEC 106 in Park. Um, I didn't go had, because I had to work. <laughs> I had to work. Oh, I worked a lot while I was in school. Everybody was like, if I wasn't in dance practice at class, I was at work. Probably so, yep. But we had a good time. And then we did we did community events. We went to uh different recreation centers and had basketball games outside. It was it was just a connection with our people and our community. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna be mm-hmm. honest with you how it is for you. And you can tell me how it is for you, but for me it was like the B S U experience was greater than that damn degree. Um, to be honest with you, it absolutely was. Um, because we got exposed when I was able to go to events or it was enrichment. Um, and I would say more so enrichment as a person, just as a whole being, you know, nineteen, twenty years old and we're all kids and trying to, you know, figure out life, figure out college, figure out, you know, become an adult, it kinda hones you into learning not just people tell you all the time, you know, make sure you give back but it taught you how to give back and where to give back and why it was important to give back. And then we got those experiences, like you said, you teaching at school. Sometimes I would go volunteer, feed the homeless or things like that. When we had some of those events, it kind of brought that in or even becoming a family within ourselves where we helped each other. Um, With so many of us being away from home, we had kids from, you know, New York, myself, I'm originally from Maryland. Um, and everybody, because our institute was so daggone expensive, everybody wasn't as fortunate. I can remember, you know, I was probably one of the ones that stayed behind on break because I'm not from Philly, but I had to work. And the 10 or 12 kids that left in the dorms, I'm cooking, you know, Thanksgiving meals for everybody to come over. But it's just teaching you that sense of community. And those experiences are some of the ones that I would probably never trade for the world because it was just fun. It made college, you know, fun, but, you know, it just, grew you as a person to be able to really learn how to be in community and how to give back to community and really be a part of the community. Like I said, you hear all the time, make sure you're giving back. Make sure you give back, but how do you give back? And I think it kind of taught us that. And absolutely. But before we even learn to give back, taught us who we are. Mm-hmm. Especially for 19 year old, but we're going to come back to that when we start talking about the youth. But I'm glad you mentioned that key point that I want you to speak on later. We're going to discuss that too, the youth. And the importance of what you just said, giving back, and, you know, I said adding to that, you know, us learning who we are. And Mm -hmm. I think that's in the youth today, but we'll talk about that a little later. Let's get into youth. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Let's get into you. So before I do that, let me tell the people out there in Radio Land that's listening. Again, this is Straight Talk with Joe's Mr. 
controversy, and our guest tonight is Miss Nisha Blue from uh, Philly Sirens. And if you want to uh, call in and, and give your input on the show or ask Miss Nisha Blue a question, dial that number, 724-444-7444. Dial that call ID, 143133-POUND. Hit that one pound so that you get connected to the show, and hit that star eight if you want to communicate uh, with Miss Nisha Blue and myself. So, Ms. Misa Blue, let's start out with this. How did that name come about? <laughs> um, well, every siren has a name that's either centered around their personality or something that's their obsession or something that's just about them. Um, being an art student, um, I have an obsession with the color blue, literally to the point where I can actually almost name all 62 shades of blue, which is really weird, but I really like the color. Um, so it's kind of a take on me so blue. Um, and being as though I have a lot of family members and my family that are Hispanic, it's kind of a homage to them because I love the Spanish culture with my brothers and sisters. So me uh being like a warrior and me so blue, so there you go. So you said me so means martyr? Um, it's more so like martyr, warrior, uh, those, it's a, couple, it's a couple different, depending on which dialect of Spanish you're in. And then it was like, should you be like miso blue? And it was like, uh, that kind of sounds like a soup, so probably not. And then it was just like, let's go with miso blue. So it's the, it's my alter ego of my obsession with the colored move, but also being kind of strong. like it. I like it. What I was going to ask you, was it like a, a, a an obsession? You know what I'm saying? But I like it. I like it, especially the warrior, you know, martyr thing, because it, it does describe you. because I'm going to tell you one of my fondest memories and thoughts. Oh, God. Okay. Right. <laughs> I was a little listen. different. I'm scared. Like, right, we gonna, listen, you were feisty. I still am. <laughs> I still am. I'll play no games too. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I am one of the most outspoken individuals that I've come across. And many people know it. Sometimes too outspoken. But I was fearful to even speak to you sometimes. Oh no. <laughs> like Spike on, on Tom and Jerry get a nail in his in his foot and he start crying and they like, You big old dog, what you crying for? Like I would be fearful of speaking to you sometimes because you were. Why? You were, I'm yo, so nice. I always <laughs> remember that. Like, you rarely smile. Smile, it was a bright smile, but you always had this serious, straight business look. I'm very observant. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yo, I ain't messing with this. You know what I'm saying? I love the sense. She's a little feisty one, you know what I mean? So No, yeah. like people I had to you gotta remember though, a lot of people don't know. I'm from Maryland. And it's the like coming to Philly for me was like huge culture shock with a lot of things. I'm a suburban black girl coming into a city now. Mind you, I used to hang in D C all the time, but it's not the same. The culture up here is just way different. So it was just like I don't know. Philly dudes are super aggressive. So, and I'm already an aggressive person. So it's like, listen, you're not going to over-aggress me. We're not going to do this. <laughs> and I'm going to stay my ground. I'm going to need you to know that in all this 49 ness 
it ain't happening today, player. So sometimes people are like, you so mean. I'm like, I'm not mean. I just don't know how you're coming at me. Like, I'm trying to figure this out. I don't, I don't know how you're trying to carry this. Like, where are we going? So. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. So tell me this. How did you get into dance? What, what got you into dance? Um, I've been dancing, God, since I could probably walk and or move. Um, since I was a little girl, um, you couldn't stop me. My family was like, every time you heard music, you was moving. And um, I took professional lessons as a younger child, and then it came to the point where my parents couldn't afford it because anybody that knows dance or any parent that has a kid in dance, it is an arm and a leg when you're into competition or the costumes, the shoes, it can be very expensive. And at the time, my parents couldn't afford it. So I became one of those 90s kids that kind of stuck in front of the TV to every music video and took my inspiration from there and just kind of stuck with it and pretty much became self-taught. And then, you know, since I'm, you know, like six, seven, <laughs> um, I always had to be in the front when I was in, like, community stuff. So... Like, people would be, I would end up knowing choreography or having to know it the best because I was always in the front. Um, so it just kind of, I guess, fell in line naturally for me. Oh, that's dope. So when you was watching all the videos, you were just trying to do all the dance steps in the mirror or, or to the video, huh? Pretty much. I mean, I've watched, I love Danny Jackson. That is, like, my absolute favorite when it comes to, choreography and I'm a person that learned very early you give the choreographer the 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 clout so her choreographer Tina Landon was like a goddess to me as far as like this crazy choreography and that was just like my niche my thing um and it just kind of became like oh wait please know the dance let her do it or you always making a choreography so every kid's community talent show um Camp talent show. I was probably in it from from here to Imperial, all the way down Virginia somewhere, just being in different things dancing. And um, I got injured actually when I turned 14, and was told not to dance anymore. And I started dancing when I when I came um, to AI. That's where I was like, okay, I got to do something with my life. We don't have a dancer step team. Let's do that. Oh, let me ask you this. Philly Sirens. Mm-hmm. How did Philly Sirens come about? Like, where did that name come from? What part did you play in that? Tell us tell us about Philly Sirens. Sure. Um, well, I am the owner and creator of Philly Sirens. Um, we are pretty much Philly's only 21 and over all-female uh, performance-based hip-hop dance company. Performance meaning it's not just hip-hop, but we do a lot of backup dancing and things of that nature. Um, Philly Sirens came uh, kind of together, kind of in a tragic way, I want to say. Um, in 2012, I lost my dad to a car accident. And by then, I had gotten to life. Mom, wife had kind of, I was teaching at a dance school, not really like dancing and performing, kind of laid off of it for a while. Um, and when my dad passed away, I was super, super angry, like, I'm upset. I'm ready to kill the world. I'm mad at God. I don't want to talk to nobody. I'm ready to fight everybody. You pop up. Like you said, feisty me had kind of kicked in to, like, you could say good morning. It was like, I'll punch you in your whole mouth. <laughs> so 
for me, I had to find something that was a release or something that would just take somewhere where I could focus that energy, that angry energy, that energy that just was not good energy to have. And um, there were two ladies, one that I went to college with, uh, you probably know her, Zillette Harris. Um, I kind of kept in contact with her and a young lady I worked with at the time who was still, she's actually on the Triton side of Philly Cyrus right now. Shout out to GC Jess out in L.A. killing the game right now. Um, but I just kind of like, we would be at work with Jess and she'd be like, uh, you want to dance? Uh, she break, she break dancing all over the kitchen at Olive Garden. And I'm like, man, you don't want this. I'm a real, I'm a real dancer. So an uh, opportunity kind of presented itself where I was like, you know what, I'm going to start my own situation, my own thing, and kind of like looked around Philly and didn't really see something that fit where I was at in my life. Either the dancers were like way too young because there were kids stuff because I wanted something where I, like, I'm like, Michael, you put me on a stage, I'm at home. So I don't want to just go to a dance class and take a class. I wanted something where I'm like, I want to perform. And I, and I missed those BSU days, those gurus, like guru after guru, we'd be there every couple couple weeks performing. So I missed that world. And I was like, you know, I want to do that again. That'll keep me busy. It'll get me back into working out. I can release this anger and be done with it. So I kind of asked them, like, hey, y'all want to maybe start a dance group to see what happens with it? And it was like, yeah, sure, we're trying to, you know, do something with our lives. Okay, cool. We started um, the dance group, but we needed something to call it. In being, I guess, a siren, quote, unquote, I have a fascination with mermaids. So I was sitting up, you know how Google tracks you, so whatever you do, it pops up. So one of these stupid quizzes popped up on Facebook and was like, what type of mythological creature are you? And I was like, nah, I'll take it. You know, I'm trying to kill time while I'm on here, whatever. I take it, and it comes back, you're a siren. And I'm like, hmm, okay, hmm. And it just kind of stuck with me, like, I was like, I dreamed it. I kept hearing Philly Sirens, Philly Sirens, Philly Sirens. And it was like, should that be me? Is that the name? So, like, yeah. Why? And I was like, well, I attribute my love for dance coming back to Philly, so maybe. And it was just kind of born from there. Um, we started doing rehearsals. Two weeks into us being a team, we got booked for a show. Shout out to Christopher Mark for giving us our first show. Just like, hey, I'm having this, like, arts fashion show, crazy thing. Here's the music. Y'all make up some routine, and let's see what happens. And I lied to you, ever since then, we've been booked ever since we started two weeks out from now, and that was five years ago. So it's been nothing but a blessing. So people out there in Radio Land, again, that number is 724-444-44. Now that call ID, 143133-POUND. Hit one pound to connect to the station and hit star eight to communicate with myself. Who was our guest tonight? Um, so now, now I want to ask you pretty much about family life. Now, okay. Over, you know what I mean? How is family life for you? Family life is great. Um, I am married. A lot of people don't know that, and I have two children, two boys. Um, it's great. Uh, it's a hard balance with the entertainment world. 
Um, and that was another reason why I started my own dance company um, because I wanted something that with my kids, um, even though we're on the sexy side, it's not too sexy with my, where my kids still can't be in the room, you know? Um, and I wanted something that could be, you know, right there. But family life is really good. Like, they've all gotten used to my schedule. And unfortunately, I think for any entertainer or anyone that's in this industry, there is a lot of sacrifice that goes, you know, into this world. Um, it's just all about how you balance it, I guess. Um, you know, when I come home, I make sure everything's done at my house before I leave to go be inside the room. You know, have they eaten? Are the clothes picked out? Are this put up? Is this put away? Is that done? And then I can go be a room because I'm somebody's mama and somebody's wife first. So, but other than that, family life is good. What's up? Um, so you said you had two boys. Yes. Wow. How old are your boys? Ten and five. Very interesting ages. <laughs> Very interesting ten ages. And ten and five, yep. They're five years yeah. apart. Yeah. Very interesting ages. Very interesting times in my house. It's the time. Um, well, I grew up in a household full of boys, so I'm okay with boys. I have seven brothers, and I have three younger sisters. Most of my cousins are boys. Like, we are very limited in the Campbell family in Virginia to girls. So <laughs> um, being around all the testosterone, I was actually like, can I please have a boy? I just take a boy. I know what to do with that. I would actually be confused if I had a girl. <laughs> like, what do I do with her? <laughs> I know I'm a girl, but it's like changing the diaper. Like, I have legit. I've never changed a girl's diaper until I changed my goddaughter's diaper of my entire life. I have never changed a little girl's diaper until my goddaughter was born, who is turning 10 this year. So it was like, what do I do with her? How, how do I do this? Because <laughs> I only know about boys. Because there was, for a period of time, wasn't a, a girl even born in our family for a good almost 10 to 15 years. So, Yeah. <laughs> So is it is no plans for a girl down the line? You don't want a girl oh, at all? No, we are almost done. We are counting the days. We love our children dearly, but we're good. We're good. We're looking at fish and maybe a puppy right now. No actual children. Because um, it is where we love our kids, but it's good not to have to wake up at 3. Well, I still have to sometimes wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, but the person that I'm waking up for can talk to me and tell me what's wrong. So <laughs> it's good not to have to wake up at 3 a.m. and figure out what is wrong with the crying baby. Or, you know, you don't really sleep when you're a mom in that first stage. It's like, are you breathing? Are you breathing? Are you breathing? So no, no, mm-mm. no, no. How about you? You got kids? <laughs> um, yeah, I do. I actually have four. Um, oh, okay. Two boys are adults, um, and then my little ones is 11 and 17. So my 17-year-old about to hit college next year, and my 11-year-old, awesome. that's like my my little hammer on my head, my little gunslinger, you know what I mean? There you like go. And you can't leave home without it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
and and there's a balance. Two boys, two girls. I'm done. There you go. Today, and I look at people with children today, and I'll be like, you couldn't pay me to do that again. You no. Know like no. I'll be like, yo, we give you $10 million to have another baby. I'll be like, no. No. <laughs> be crazy. I'm not doing that again, especially in these days and times. We're going to get into that one too a little later. Today's okay. You know what I'm saying? Is it is it really that different? Is it the same? Because you've been in Philly for some time. Because I yeah. need that out. You know what I'm saying? So um. if that's the case, I you, you spent some time here. You know what I mean? At yes. Least so I've been here know, off and know, on for the last. Thought that's how Philly. Thought you say something smart, like you know, in Philly, all you hear is sirens. You know what I'm saying? That's, right. that's what I thought you was great. Go at with the Philly sirens name. No, you know no, it's it's and when people find out where it comes from, because we're starting our guy brand, which is the Triton brand, they're like, wait, isn't that like? And I'm like, yes, the mermaids. They're like, oh. I thought it was like the sirens. Like, everybody thinks it was like this. Like, no, it's a little bit deeper than that. And it's like, oh, wow, I like y'all even better. <laughs> it's like, okay. yes, we're, it's a little deeper. <laughs> I, I like it. Either way, I think Philly Cyrus is a dope name. You know what I'm saying? For whatever it, it, it goes to show the different ways that you can take it makes it dope in itself. You know what I mean? Yes. It's now versatile. You can get many different types of thoughts you know, from just that name in itself. I mean, we have a call on the line out of New York City. So let's take this caller and see what they have to say. And people out there, if you want to communicate and converse with myself and Ms. Uh, Misa Blue, please hit star eight. I see you on the line. Hit star eight. Peace, power, and blessings. Welcome to On Point Radio. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Who are you speaking with? This is Selena Kyle. Oh, hey, hello. How are you? Are you? Hey. <laughs> I'm That's good. one of the pirates. <laughs> hey, honey. How are you guys doing? I'm good. glad. How do you know Miss Misa Blue? Say that again. Do you know Miss Misa Blue? Yes, I do. I'm a siren. Oh, you're a Philly siren. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, okay. Okay. So... Tell me, how how is the siren life? Siren life is crazy, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. I love it. That's, that's what's mm-hmm. up. That's what's up. So how long have you been a member? I've been a member about three years now, coming up on three years, since 2015. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how did y'all mm-hmm. meet? Uh, well, I saw an ad for an audition online and I had just moved back to Philly from New York because I am from New York um and so I was just looking for some dance company to dance like to go to and it's the first time I went to like a hip-hop dance audition so I was like why not I'll try it out and so I came to the audition and that's how I met Misa <laughs> basically nice nice and let me be clear her audition like she blew us away blew us away because she's Stephanie the gate. She's not a hip-hop dancer. Her discipline is ballet. She's a beautiful, beautiful ballerina, beautiful ballerina. Like, she blows your mind. So I just got to say that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's dope. 
think, let me ask you, Lisa, how did you put the uh, word out? How did you spread it? Did you oh, gosh. Social media is life right now when you're trying to get things out. Um, Craigslist, before it got creepy, was my friend. As far as advertising, word of mouth, people telling people, uh, hanging up flyers if we could, you know, come out to our audition, telling people about it. So that was mainly um, how it came about. And I think Selena, I think you were, were you one of the Craigslist auditions? I think so. I was on uh, PhiladelphiaDance.org. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Dance.org, because we put it on there, too, PhiladelphiaDance.org. And because we were posted everywhere, you know, looking for dancers, because every a couple times we've had seasons, obviously because we're an adult dance company, things happen, lives change. It's not like when you're a kid and it's like, oh, my mommy can take care of my bills. Sometimes dancers would change from moving away or we're adults, people get married, people have kids. So we would, you know, have to be like, all right, we need new dancers because it's like three of us now and let's rotate it and, you know, or get some more life in here, get some bodies in here. And when this young lady walked walked in, she was like, I don't know, I'm not a hip-hop dancer. And we kind of did an audition, and I was like, okay, I do this thing where I like to let the dancer just be in their element in whatever style of dance it is. And when she did her own, like, freestyle, like, I let her pick her own song, because I just, as a siren, the beauty about it is, yes, it's hip-hop, but we all have different dance disciplines, so we don't just do hip-hop. And there's certain things that people kind of specialize in opposed to where other teams are just like, oh, we all do this one style. We try to incorporate everything we do in almost all of our routines. So if it's ballet, if it's jazz, if you are a belly dancer, if you tap dance, you know, we try to showcase that as well because there's just so many elements of dance. And like I said, she came in and I was just like, all right, do your own thing. Let me see what happens. It was just like, I'm going to cry, and I love her. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it sounds so nice when you say it. <laughs> it was. She was full of my tears. Like, I, was, like, I need you to talk to I really didn't know how you guys would receive that. So I was like, well, I know that she's saying everyone does anything else, but no one else is doing this, and maybe they think that, like, oh, she's not that good of a hip-hop dancer. We don't need her. I, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> No, and now she almost every routine that we can sneak some ballet in there, she's right on it. <laughs> That's a good Sis, what's your name again? Give the uh, people the listeners your name again. Selena Kyle. Selena Kyle, okay. Um, so do you have an alter ego name as well? We oh, know that is the alter ego name. <laughs> the siren name. That is my siren name, Selena Kyle. <laughs> Seriously? Selena. Yeah, Selena Powell, mm-hmm. Catwoman. Catwoman. That sounds like a birth name. Like, what made you come up, or who came up with that name? How did that name come about? My um, favorite well, superhero. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I stalk my sirens to find out their personalities. And Selena, if anybody follows comics, Selena Kyle is Catwoman. That is Selena, that is Catwoman's real name in the comics. So, I mean, I'll go ahead and let you tell the rest. <laughs> oh, so, yes, Selena Kyle is Catwoman's real name. My favorite, my first ever, like, best Halloween costume I had was Catwoman. And then in college, I did it again. I was Catwoman. And she's just a strong, mysterious kind of anti-hero, as people like to call her. So that's why I love that name. <laughs> It fits her. 
Let me ask mm-hmm. you, who, do you know who Eartha Kitt is? Yes, I do. It's perfect. You play Catwoman exactly. on That here. is my great, great aunt. What? That is actually, I found out later in life, like recently, that she's wow. actually a great, great aunt of ours. My God, she was my favorite Catwoman. Yeah, so for you to mention Catwoman, it's like, wow, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's go on the way tonight, people. I don't know about y'all out there, but the, the stories that I'm hearing about Philly Sirens right now, I think y'all need to go on Facebook and Instagram, look up Philly Sirens, look up Mr. Blue. Um, I don't know if Catwoman's name is up there, you know what I'm saying? But she is. is she is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Selena, what's the last name? Selena Kyle. Selena Kyle. So, I mean... Look it up. Follow them. You know what I mean? When they have a show coming, y'all need to be there. Now, I don't know, um, Lisa, I don't know if Alina Kyle was in the group at some of the shows that I've seen y'all performing. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But, um, when I've been I think there, the, the last show she was there. As you, of what I've seen you do at some of these shows, a couple of the shows that I've been <laughs> On that. I've I've always been I don't even know if you know this, but I'm gonna say it now on air, I don't care. Um I was probably like one of your For biggest World Talk. I'm saying because I, I've been even in school, I was a hip hop artist. Fifteen, twenty years I did in the game. And, you know, I actually people don't know this part, but I actually used to choreograph some of our dances dance that or add to the routine. I'm saying back oh. when we had our dances, so I took dance serious because I was a, considered a b-boy. You know what I mean, I used to pop, lock, all of that. So I appreciate when I took dance. I mean, so when oh. I used to see you in BSU, then I seen you later on life, uh, later on in life as a Philly siren dancing. I've always been a fan of yours. You know what I'm saying? Oh, thank so, you. That's dope. That's dope. And I'm not an a easy person to make a fan of. You know what I mean? That's well, why I'm into controversy it. because it's hard to to win me over type thing. You know what I mean? So I was always one of your biggest fans. I just want you to know that. You know Thank so you so much. That is... Y'all definitely need to get to a Philly Siren show. Check it out. And you mentioned something earlier, and I want to get um, Selena Cow input on this as well. Selena Cow, do you have... Um, any children? No, I do not. Okay. So I'm going to get, Lisa, I want you to answer this for me because you said you make sure when you dance, I believe you said you make sure when you dance, there's dances where your children can be in the room. Right. Something to that, right? Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, why do you make it a point? Make sure that whatever dance you're doing, your child can be or a child can be in the room. Well, one half the time when we're choreographing or stuff, sometimes I'm at home, um, and they're in my presence. Two, I have to remember that not only am I raising children, I'm raising children of color, and maybe this is part of my southern upbringing as well. They're watching me. They're watching every step I make. They're watching every step I do. And for me, it's knowing 
because I'm raising two men, how a woman should be, how a woman should act, um, how a woman should be in position of her life, how a woman should be, you know, powerful, but yet still have to take a step aside for them. Like, I want them to know that about me because I don't ever want it to be like, you see, I see a lot of relationships around me in the dance world and not within the sirens, but just in other people that I know. Sometimes the significant other and or, you know, the person goes, oh, my child can't be here for this. Or, you know, always having to hide that part. And I've learned with kids, especially in this age of where their hand is on everything, tablets, this, that, and the third, we're not with them, you know, every single second. And it's not like it was when we were there where they, these kids today have access to a lot of things. So if my son ever stumbles across a video of me dancing or if one of his friends in school stumbles across a video of, hey, isn't this your mom? They don't ever have to be embarrassed. They don't ever have to feel, you know, like, oh, what kind of woman is that? Not that I would care, but that's still my child and my child's feelings. And also I want them to know that a woman can be sexy without it being raunchy. A woman can embrace whatever body God gives her and it'd be okay without this taboo of like, oh, God, no, that's just, like, horrible. No, there's some things that's just too much for your eyes at this age, and there's some things that are not too much for your eyes, but you, you're eventually going to learn about it anyway. So I'm not going to completely hide you from it, but I'm going to guide you to be able to form a, a better opinion about things. So that's why it's important for me. Wow. And, you know, it's funny because at One Point Radio, we – we tend to have discussions every night we have a show except for Fridays. Mm-hmm. Plus, community, people-oriented. Sunday, sophisticated ladies, understand has a lot of battle with the sexes and all of controversial, you know, topics. One of the things we always say is, you know, the first person a little boy falls in love with is the mother. First person mm-hmm. the girl falls in love with is her father. Then at the same time, you know, a, a boy usually get uh, looks for a woman that's like his mother, and mm-hmm. vice versa for a girl she looks for a uh, you know, like her father. You know what I mean? Because that is who they see first. So for you to say that, that is that's a that's a pertinent and relevant um, point because a lot of people don't realize, like you said, children are watching. Mm-hmm. A lot of care with people, or I've seen some things. I'm sure you, you mentioned social media earlier, and I've seen posts where a girl has more like uh, a body suit or a bathing suit or some sort, kind of revealing, and then have her daughter with kind of like the same thing. You know what I mean, now, I've been a father for years, and I used to dress my sons like same thing on. I mean, same color, same exact thing. So I get that. But it's one thing when you're doing it tasteful, classy. Another thing is right. So I respect that comment that you made just now. I love a lot. Thank you. Thank and you. a lot of women today, today's women, I tell you straight up, like, same back in the day. I mean, like, I got the body, I could put it on, and my style is all right. It's like, they say these things. And, and it, it bothers me because, you know, we wonder why the apple don't fall far from the tree when mm-hmm. the child grows up acting just like the mother or the father. Right. Or they, 
Right, and it's a way, too. Like, my mom was very good in instilling at me. It's okay to be a woman. It's okay to, you know, love your body, but it's a way to do it, too. Um, you don't want to be out here, you know, looking raunchy. It's okay to be sexy. Sexy is okay. Um, I was a tomboy, and I'm not even going to get into the story about how she punished me one time. We're not going to talk about that. But, um, um, but it, it, it was a good eye-opener to be able, especially as a black woman, I felt like we get told a lot. Like, for instance, as a siren, our uniform is the little uh, black military jacket and little black shorts. Now, we probably wear more clothes, no offense to nobody, than a lot of dance crews and teams out here. Um, but because we're curvier, um, we wear the same thing a Las Vegas showgirl would wear. You would go pay $300 for that ticket to go see the Las Vegas showgirl, but it's like, why your booty out? Well, this is my shape. I got on the same outfit she got on. I just got more in the outfit that she got on. And I still pretty much look as good, if not better, than she does in the outfit. It's an embrace of it without... It's understanding what's sexy and then what's not sexy, what's just kind of trashy, and where that line kind of treads. So I get you. Well, I'm going to say this. There's a difference between sexy, faceless sexy, and faceless sexy. And the Mm -hmm. fact that you military jacket with it, it kind of balances. I'm going to say it balances because what happens is the eye, is not so much on the booty. Now is wondering why you have on a military jacket. I was looking at how the military jacket is designed. It takes the attraction of what would normally be faceless sexy because they wouldn't have a jacket. They have on a halter top or something. I'm saying mm-hmm. the belly out or where it's just all set, no class. And, and I'm big on a woman being classy. So because you mentioned that, I want to get you and um, Selena Kyle's opinion on this, um, especially on on the fact that we have a lot of little girls out here um, who emulate in the older girls, and the older girls mm-hmm. seem to be, in my opinion, emulating the reality shows. So how do you feel when you see, or what do you think about um, dancers who, videos or a show who have naked dress and they're dancing. Um, is it about the talent then or is it just about look? Are people paying attention to the dance steps or are they paying attention to who's doing the dance steps? Um, I would say just from what we've seen or well, I've seen for myself, it's a little bit of both. Um but it's about how far I think you're willing to go in this industry. And I don't mean how far you're willing to rise. It's all about how you're willing to get there. Um, Our rise, I feel like because we're sexy but not overtly sexy is a little slower, but I'm not willing to sell my soul. Like, I don't feel like I should have to be out here. And I already got on shorts. Like, I don't have to be out here in a halter top and nothing else on for you to notice me because my talent is going to speak volumes for itself opposed to just my body getting your attention and now you're drawn in. And I think that's what happens a lot of times because we are in that age of kids raising themselves, social media and or TV raising them, 
um, there aren't a lot of real parents in to kind of monitor that situation or help guide them into knowing, you know, what type of person they should become and or be. And sometimes you get lost in it because if that's all that's raising you, that's all you're seeing. So, if, I mean, if that's your thing as a dancer, you want to be has naked, twerking it up. Because we work, we do all that too, but it's just in moderation only because it's fun for the moment, but it's how far you can take it. Like I said, you've got, there's a balance of, you know, where we go from classy to trashy. It's already a thin line you're treading. It's just about what side of the line you want to play. Yeah. Take that. You sound like a BSC member. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Selena, what's your take on that? Um, honestly, I do believe that a lot of these little girls are on social media because I'm a dance teacher. I teach young girls. I see what they are pulling up on Instagram and on YouTube, and they're just seeing all the hits and likes that these women are getting for minimal clothing, twerking all up in the camera, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I know that I, I'm a trained dancer. I was never, my parents did not pay all that money for me to just sell myself out. <laughs> so... My whole thing is that's great if they want to do all that, but I want to be a positive role model to the little kids that I teach. I want them to be able to see, like, sexy is good, but you don't have to go but so far. You don't have to do all of that in order to get attention because it's really all about attention. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I agree. Now, let me ask, all that. ask both of y'all this. Omisa, I know you're married. Um, Selena, I don't know your status, but um, Lisa does. You having a man have anything to do with some of the decisions on the dress or outfits that you wear? You having a husband? Does that have any effect on some of the decisions that you make or y'all make and and you know apparel? Um, I would say yes and no, only because as a woman myself, I'm respectful enough to know that when people do find out I'm married or they do know I'm married, it's like, oh, okay. Your husband's okay with this? He's like, absolutely. Because I'm a woman, he knows who I was before this. He's going to know who I am after this, and he's going to know who I am later. Um, But also because I am a representation of him, there's just certain things you're not going to catch me doing on camera. Um, Because I'm a representation of him. I, Like I said, I have a Southern upbringing. So while, yeah, I'm Miss Feisty, he is still the head of my household. So... You know, when we come into that, our union under God, there's certain levels of things that I have to be respectful about. And not because he told me to or not because, oh, he ain't going to lie to us. Because as a woman and as his wife, I have respect for him. So I have to respect that. Now, if I wanted to walk out in the house and talk, would he be fine with it? Probably, because he knows I'm coming home to him. But as a respect level for him, I'm not going to do that because there are certain things that I need to keep for him and for him only. Amen. I've been in a relationship for eight years, but I've been the same way. I'm going to wear what I want to wear. And usually it is very, I'm not naked all over the place. That's just not what I do. (laughs) In a relationship or not. Yeah. Like a woman with imagination. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is everybody seeing? 
I'm kind of selfish like that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want everybody to see it. I got to see it with everybody else. Oh. Oh, well, then you should be. My husband, a lot of people know my husband is at a lot of our shows. My husband has literally stood by, took pictures of me and some guy that was like, can I, I just want to take a picture with Jimmy's, oh, my God, blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, go ahead. He finds it fun. I don't know what that is about. He's like, oh, go ahead. No, hug her closer. There you go. Get in there, brother. Put your arm around her waist. Want to take a picture? And I'm just like, really? <laughs> oh, then y'all got, a, y'all got a different type of relationship. I respect it. That's what's up. Yeah, hey, well, because he knows, he knows no. at the end of the day who I'm coming home to. I'm not talking to these people after the show. Like, the meaning of a siren is an unattainable goddess. She's a mythical creature. She's a man-eater. She's like the sirens you see in the movies where you see the sailors out in the water, they lure them in, they kill them, <laughs> and then they go on about their life. And that's kind of the essence of like, hey, we lure you in with these pretty faces, we kill the stage, and then we're out. And you've seen, by the time you went to go look for this pretty face because you were intrigued, you've seen this great show, and now you're like, damn, they're awesome. So... I'm glad, I'm glad you cleared that up. <laughs> I'm glad you cleared that up. I was scared for a moment, like, wait, hold on. <laughs> like the Black Widow spider for a minute or the scissors. It is, prayer, man. Right. but it's like, but it's, like it's more so in that show element of it, that performance element of it. Like, we draw you in because it's like, wow, they got makeup and hair and, ooh, shorts and little jackets and shiny buttons, and then you see this show and you're like, Damn, them girls are talented. Like, <laughs> what did I this feel. one just do ballet? Did this one just tap dance? Did this one just do this? Did this one just, you know, wait, was that a twerk? I don't even catch it because I was over here looking at this. So that's how you left at the end of a siren show. I agree. I've seen the act. Uh, I've seen the love. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you got. <laughs> Our host, DJ Chell, on the line, who um, has something he want to say. DJ Chell, you in the building? Yeah. What's good, brother? What do you want to say to Miss Misa Blue? Right. First of all, this is the second time saying hi to What's up? Hey, DJ Chell, what's going on? Oh, man, I'm just listening, catching a whole bunch of good old stuff, and I'm like, here we go. So I got something for you. Um, two things, matter of fact. One, I see that your man actually says, well, she's going to be flirtatious. Let her be flirtatious. Let her get it out and everything. Everything, because I met her that way. Don't stop the body rock. Let you still be you. And he just, you know, profile. Smart brother. The other thing is, um, what is the most, what is the worst nightmare you had doing what you do in that establishment where you might be at? What's the one that sticks out the most? Is it the crazies oh. or is it something else? Um, the worst. I don't know if I would call any experience the worst. Um, we're, the way we look at it, if it's five people when we walk in the room, um, that's the best. We're going to give you the show like there was 350 people in that room. If there was 10,000 people in that room. We're probably going to go harder um, because it's only five of you. Um, I wouldn't say we've really had any experiences where it's been like the absolute worst. Um, I would say Atlanta got crazy. I wouldn't say it was the worst. Um, 
Because people, you have to kind of take it how it comes. People are going to act how they're going to act. It's all about how you control that situation. Um, if it gets too crazy, we've gotten out of Dodge, I guess. Or it's like, oh, thank you so much. Okay, we're going to go. But I don't think it's ever been an experience that we've had where we've ever had to go in and fear for our lives or, you know, really anything too, too bad popped off. Um, I think a lot of the artists that we deal with just in general, um, they know we don't play. So especially me, um, if you know me, <laughs> as Mr. Controversy knows me, um, they know not to ask us to come to events where it can be a little rowdy, rough, and or crazy, because they know I'm just not going to have it, or I'm not going to go for that because there's a certain level of respect I give them, and I think there's a certain uh, respect level they give me and my girls or the dance company in general because they know how how we are. We come in professional, we keep it professional, and that's just the way things have got, thank God, played out. We've had crazy situations, but nothing that's ever been like, oh, no, I mean, we've performed where there's been no air and it's 110 degrees outside. We've gone somewhere, right, we, and almost died. Still gave, mm-hmm. a, still gave a great show, but almost died because of the heat. Um, we've gone in shows where it's like, ooh, the show's been shut down because of miscommunication. But we've gone, um, I don't know if y'all remember Dobbs on South Street. Um, Dobbs. We're partially a part of the reason why Dobbs is not around anymore, but we're going to keep that between us. <laughs> um, the air conditioner got broken the night that we were there because the guy tried to jump up and grab onto the air conditioner rafter unit to see us and brought down the whole air conditioner unit at the top of the building, and they just never really fixed it after this. Um, so, But it's never been anything where it's like, oh, not doing that again. Um, or we've had artists maybe try to jump on stage with us to perform or to sneak their song in off of someone else's set, and that I don't like um, because I just, like with any artist that we had, there's a lot of artists that do access to dance backup for them, and I screen you first. Um, we don't just dance backup for anybody. You have to be on some, you know, not – that rapping and that, but if you rap, fine, but what are you rapping about? If you shooting up everybody, blowing up the block, doing this, doing that, nothing that's empowering or, you know, something that's just like, uh, every every other word is a B or a ho, we're not dancing to that. We're not, we're not doing that. It's, it's certain things we're not going to do. So I think we've been pretty good about keeping ourselves out of those situations, just either from people that hire us for things that know who we are or just in us being selective even about who we work with. Okay. And one thing, um, I know this talk is out there and stuff like that, but what was I about to say? Um, it was something real good, too. Because uh, I sat and listened to you, and I lost my track. <laughs> what the hell? Um, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Did you ever have a situation where, you didn't want to come to work that night because either it was a waste of daggone time or the situation was so ugh that you were like, oh, man, why well, I come to work? <laughs> no, um, because I think, and maybe even for any particular, we genuinely all love the dance. 
And being as though I know for me personally, my home is the stage. So we could be at your house and you'd be like, yo, that step is a stage. I'm going to be on that step just because that's where I live. So it's not really, I mean, of course, we're human. We get sick. It, um, if you look at our very first, uh, our first performance that we did for a company that's out of L.A. called Raw Artists that we're a part of, um, our very first performance of Raw Artists, if you go back to the original video, I actually have bronchitis in that video. <laughs> and it was at the Trocadero main stage. I couldn't talk. I had a fever. I was wheezing the whole time, but I still had to get out there and give a performance like I was 110. And maybe only people that were very close to me know that, like, oh, you didn't feel good, did you? It's like, no. Now, if you didn't know me, know me, you'd be like, yo, they get out there and killed it. But I was sick as a dog, like, couldn't breathe, everything. The next day I was pretty much in the hospital all day um, after the show. So it's not even really a night where I don't feel like coming. It's if I'm sick, if I got the flu, if I'm puking. I think – Selena, didn't you have, like, the flu or something, or, like, your stomach? Yeah, <laughs> I performed on a stomach virus, was throwing up before I got to that show, and then came home after that show and threw up. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. And nothing's yeah. going to stop me from getting on a stage, though. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Hey, um, DJ, hold your line for a minute. Um, you can mute yourself. Um, so when I call back, please, you can you know, just mute yourself. Have another caller on the line. So let's take this next caller. Power and blessings. Welcome to On Point Radio. This is Straight Talk with those Mr. Controversy. Who do we have a pleasure of speaking to tonight? Paula, you live. All right. I don't know what's up with that caller. But um, you're ready to, to make a comment. Just press star eight again, and we'll unmute you. Uh, but now let's let's get to some. Real thoughts. You know what I mean? Um, not that we haven't already. You know what I mean? But I want to get, you mentioned a lot of things about um, shoot them up, bang, bang. Again, I've been a hip-hop artist. I've been 15, 20 years in the game. Mm-hmm. A lot of known, you know what I mean? Known acts that are uh, now. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. One of the issues I have with the music today, and the videos are like, and the females as well, is message. I mean, that's being mm. carried out. How many times can you, how many people can you kill on the track? How many ways can you teach me how to cut up drugs? You know what I mean? Before I even get into that, because this is this is the first part of that question, actually. What do you think about twerking? And I'm going to ask both of y'all that. In the sense of, I mean, is it a fun thing to do? Yes. For a while, I was like, I don't even know how you find the time to figure out if your butt does that. But okay. Um, a lot of people don't know sometimes, though, that twerking is actually a form of workout because it works your glutes and it also works your inner thighs, which is something that you kind of have to be able to do as a dancer because you need that to help balance your core. Um, do I think that's all a dancer? Should maybe do no, um, because that doesn't. That's not technique. It doesn't take much for anybody to twerk. Is it something fun? Is it something for the moment? Sure, most you, your girlfriend, 
maybe in a club just a little tiny bit. But if that's all you do, that's for a dancer, and I'm answering from, I guess, a dancer perspective, it's it's not technique. Um, will we get up there and twerk? Yeah. Is that all we're going to do? No. So I guess it just depends. I honestly think that twerking's got a bad rap because one hundred like people have been twerking for hundreds of years in Africa. Like True. that came from something way deeper, way more. And I feel like here in America, we've sexualized it so much mm-hmm. that now it just became something like we need to steer away from. So yes, we all can we can all twerk. We should, but we can do other things as well. But I don't think we should like look down at someone who is doing that and who is twerking because over in other countries, they've been doing that forever. Like, I'm a Cuban. That's a part of my culture to move my butt and to do those types of things. But the sexualization of it all is where it then becomes a little questionable. Right. Well, I'm I'm glad you mentioned it being an African um, original because a lot of people, a lot of dancers don't, unless they've been in, like, a dance school, a lot of them don't even know the history. Like, like um, mm-hmm. he was in front of the videos, watching it, doing the steps. And, yeah, I mean, if it's something you love to do and you get passionate about, that's cool. But I'm talking about the people who, you know, claim to be dancers but don't know any type of history of dance. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of those. I was a B-boy. You know what I mean? Breaking, popping, locking, all of that. And a lot of people don't know that B-boying came from African dance and karate. I'm saying, but again, you have to be a student of that art form. I'm even saying you have to go to school and get the quote unquote um, societal view of education. But you have to look up stuff for yourself. See where it started. See where it originated. You know what I mean? As you brought up Africa, you want some brownie points and cool points for me because a lot of people don't know that. And you can go to a video today. In fact. It's not just twerking. I don't know if um, either you've been looking at, if you look at any African videos. But um, I was watching some African videos, and I've seen a lot of Beyonce dancers coming mm-hmm. from African dancers. And this is one oh, of the things I realized when she started her conscious, quote-unquote, conscious movement. Um, a lot of her dancers were dancing African dancers. So I don't know, I'm not going to say it was her per se, but her choreographer, they knew they shit. Yeah. yeah. You know, if the people don't know it, then the people going to give Beyonce all this credit and say she can dance her ass off and she can pass and this and that. But she had somebody teach her. You know what I'm saying? How, how, how important do you think that the education of dancing is to be a dancer? Um, it is very important. Um, I think something I even learned from BSU was just even growing up, you can't go anywhere if you don't know where you came from. Um, and to just see the how dance has evolved even to now with a lot of different dances. A lot of these kids don't know or have the education. Or there was, even for me, when I used to teach dance, I would kids would come in all the time, oh, I want to learn how to do this dance. Um, at the time, a popular one at the time that I used to be a dance teacher was the Dougie. 
And I challenged them all. I said, okay, I will teach you the Dougie if you go home and find out where it came from. And it was like, what? We got homework at dance class? Yeah. Because you guys get caught up into this fame part of it or, oh, this is so popular. But where did this even come from? You guys don't even understand this dance or where it came from or what it meant or this. So I always challenged them every time they came up with one of these new dances or I want to do this. Okay, go home and look up where it came from first and then we'll go through it. And that was just to help give them a foundation and make them educated. I'm a firm believer that if you, you know, call yourself a person that, oh, this is my craft. Okay, if that's your craft, then you should know it. Um, because there's a difference between being a professional dancer and just, oh, I like to dance. 100%. Well, hold, hold that line. I need to school you to hold your line for a minute while I do the following, let people know how to follow us. Um, and then I'll also elaborate more because I want Billy Stivers and on point to um, get more in cahoots. And, and you'll find out why in a minute. But people out there in Radio Land, Thanks for tuning in to On Point Radio and Straight Talk with those, myself, Mr. Controversy. If you want to be a part of this On Point movement, know that On Point is an attitude, a mindset, and a movement. And On Point is attitude, a mindset, and a movement. Reach out to us on Facebook, On Point Enterprise. And our Facebook is On Point, one word, O-N-T-O-I-N-T, Enterprises, E-N-T-E-R-P-R-I-Z-I-Z. On Instagram. Follow us at team underscore on point two one five. Again, our Instagram is team C E A M underscore on point two one five. If you on Twitter, follow us at team on point. Our Twitter is at team on point. You can also go to our website and look up the different things that on point is involved in, the different facets that make up on point, the different people involved in on point, and the different things on point get involved with. In the community abroad, go to our website on point two one five dot weebly dot com. Again, on point two one five dot w e e b l y dot com. You can also email us any of your comments, suggestions, concerns, or topics you want to have. Just shoot us an email on point two one five at gmail dot com. Again, our email is on point two one five at gmail dot com. You can also give us a call or a text directly with any of your comments, suggestions, concerns, or topics. You want Call or text directly at 267-417-ONTT. That's on point. 267-417-6678. Now, I want to ask um, the two of you this question. What do you think about the entertainment um, today and the women's role in it as artists, period? Well, Cardi D had a hell of a year. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it depends. Um, I think right now where entertainment is, it's it's a trade. Is she a boss? Is she a slut? Is she what's the line? Um, some of these girls are willing to go the gusto to sell their soul to be famous in the entertainer without really putting the message out. And it's like, oh, yeah, I want to have feel good some music, but at the end of the day, you've got people following you and people trying to figure out what you're doing. And then you've got some of these other females in the industry that's really out there, really, I guess, quote, unquote, the term of the of 2018 is being a ball. 
and maybe not getting the clout she is uh, supposed to do. I think um, we're in an era where you have big things like the Me Too movement that's kind of helping women kind of say, hey, take a look at me because we've been put behind or shamed so much in the industry. Um, but I think that if we understand the spotlight as women that's on us right now, we have the tools right now to make a bigger impact than what we're doing at the moment or than what we have at the moment. Okay. I think that women entertainers have had a little of control now, and I think they do have a little more control in their careers and how they come forward. Um, but, yeah, it is all depending on how did you get there, who did you do what with. But mm-hmm. even at that, it's not even as much nowadays about your talent. It's about your personality and how popular you can be on all these social media sites. And then let's look at your talent after that. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole other thing. <laughs> so if that's the case, right, and this is for both of y'all, if that's the case, then does talent even matter anymore? Because I don't think a lot of people out here today is talented. I'm just going to go on the record and say that. I think, I think talent popular people, but I think talent, you have to have the talent to sustain your career, but you don't need that much talent to get the career. That's I'll agree with that. Thing. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> um, so the people who, the females out here who are, because in all honesty, I believe it was um, Selena who made the comment, in all honesty, nothing has really changed. You know, um, sisters back in the day were wearing the, 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 you could turn to the Vapors video about Biz Mark. And I think that was like 90s, 80s, 90s. And you see the girls wearing bikinis and stuff like that. So what makes today so different? Why do you think people are more outraged of it today opposed to supportive of it today? If it already, you know, like for instance, Koji rap rapped about drugs. You know what I mean? But, I mean, it wasn't, he wasn't killing anybody and all that, but he asked about hustling, making money. So why is today so much more, um, but we're speaking on dance, why do you think if it was already being done, why do you think it gets so much flack today? I think it just gets more flack because you see it more. Um, social media puts is a venue to put everything in front of your face. Like you said, all of this stuff has already been going on. But back in the day, if you didn't have cable, what were the chances of you seeing a music video? Is it, it wasn't really an internet situation where you could go and watch these things on TV or on your phone, or you couldn't do that back in the 80s or back in the 90s where most of these people, where all this stuff was already, like you said, pretty much being done. Um. And then there's a part of it to where now it's become a little more sexualized because now that it, everything's cool on, think about it. Prime example, Cisco Song Song. That first original video wasn't a song to be found. But the anticipation of, oh, I'm going to see it, I'm going to see it, I'm going to see it. But think about if that was present day and you could see that on your phone, that would be one, one of the most watched videos. And because marketers know, they're going to be looking for that song, and rules have changed a little bit in TV. Now the girls would actually be in a song because everybody's going to want to watch this. This is going to make us a lot of money. So I think that it's not that it's really changed. It's just that it's more accessible. 
Okay. I think because Next. we can see so much of it and because it is so accessible, we're a little desensitized from it as well. So now mm-hmm. it's all about pushing it further and how much further because who cares if I see someone shaking her butt? What else can you do? So now it's mm-hmm. like expecting more to be entertained. Entertain me because entertainment is at my fingertips all the time. Absolutely. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, I agree with what both of y'all said. Um, so how do you feel, how, how do you, the sexism part? Now, is the sexism part with female and dance, is that a necessity? Or do you feel like, let's take somebody like Janelle Monet who can dress her ass on. You rarely ever see her in, like, any type of, quote, unquote, sexual attire. So you're focused on her Prince-like moves and her Michael Jackson-like moves, and you're forced to look at the talent, the gift that she has, because I believe there's a difference between the gift and the talent as well. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I believe you're born with a gift, and you're taught you can learn the talent, you know what I mean, and just hone in on it. Um, So how do you – what do you think about that? Like, is is the sexism part a necessity? Um, I, I think it depends. I don't think I don't think so. I mean, I think it depends. Um, speaking to artists like Janelle Monae, you got to also look at who's following her, who's because that's where everything is now. Um, and hence the fact of her style. Janelle Monae has been out since the late nineties. People don't know that. And it took until, what, now we're at 2018, almost 2019, for her to have, in the last five or six years, had this blow-up career where everybody wanted to know who she was. But that's because, like you said, some people got talent to got to keep you there. So because she is so talented, that's kept her there. Now, if she was some half-naked singer, she probably would have, you know, blew up a lot faster. But if she wasn't that talented, it wouldn't have kept her in the game for so long. So I think it just kind of depends on how you look at it. There is some sexism to it because you got a guy who doesn't have to get up, take his shirt off, and everybody's going to swoon. Or even, well, I won't even say not a guy because now I feel like in the industry more with the men, even the men have gotten a little more raunchy. Um, even in the songs that they sing, you know, we go from, baby, I want to make love to you to you look better with the lights off. So it just depends. I think on how it's represented, because I think there's a little sexism on each side of it. Is it still prominent and present? Yes. But, again, the talent definitely has to keep you there. Like I said, if you go back to when Janelle Monáe's career really started, you'll be like, dang, she was featured on this, she was featured on this, she was featured on this. But you didn't see her because she wasn't going to show you everything. So, But because she stayed consistent, and being self-strong and being self-empowered, it's like now you have to pay attention to me because I know you like this song and you keep seeing me, but I'm now standing out because I also have all my clothes on. So I think it just depends on how so, you look at it in the industry. So you can't see me because you can't see me. That's pretty much what you're saying. It's how it goes sometimes, unfortunately. Like you can't see me because you can't see me, but her talent has kept her there. I'm not saying she's not a beautiful woman with a beautiful body, but – I find that even in her more now stuff, the last album that she did, it was a music video where she took her hair down 
and she wore a dress, and it was a little more villain, and everybody went crazy. Black, white, didn't matter. She was doing hair care commercials, this, but she came out of her own uniform to do it. So when you look at that, it's like she still has mm. sacrifice that a little bit for her to blow up. Wow. It's interesting you said that. Now let me let, let me let me ask you this, Lisa. Mm-hmm. Um why is it that more people can name Jennifer Lopez and let's say uh what's her name? Uh Rosie Perez but can't name any black dancers that were on TV or, you know, uh, videos, except for Buffy the Body Slayer. You know what I mean? Why are there, Why aren't dancers recognized and noticed unless they're, you know what I mean? Like Rosie Perez and, 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 and um, what's her name, Jennifer Lopez, you know, they weren't necessarily to take the clothes off type dancers. They were the kind of, if, it, if the, the song was talking about fighting, then Rosie Perez will put on boxing gloves and some low boxer shorts. You know what I mean? If Jennifer, you know, um, Lopez is in a, a roundaway girl video, she's going to wear her little jeans that's fitting in her little, her little top. You know what I mean? So what is it about it? it, it again, is sexual part that much of it? Or is it more of the talent? And this is for both of y'all, actually, because I need to hear this, because you're basically saying it, you know what I mean? And I don't think the world is listening, you know what I mean? Like, not to you personally, but to the masses out there, the people who are saying it out there, why is it falling on deaf ears? Why are there more women either of bad color or women of less clothing being noticed more than the women who, like Janelle Mole, who've been out more clothes, but definitely more talented. Ooh, that's a good one. Do you want to go first, please? Because <laughs> I, I got an answer, but we might, we might be here another hour. Okay, gather my thoughts here. All right, go ahead. <laughs> you no, you can go this. ahead. You can go ahead. Well, I don't. I I would only speak to those two. I feel like that also comes into not only sex. There was we live in an era of not only sexism but colorism. Right. Um, that's a whole other, yeah. other conversation that's a on whole, top of the sexual part. Right. That's why I said this could go somewhere, and especially with those two being Latina. Um, Selena is Afro-Latina, and I think there's a lot of Afro-Latinas in the industry a lot of people don't know about and give credit to. And then for girls that are African-American, there are a lot of choreographers or dancers that were out, <laughs> Fatima, who, Fatima Noir, who does all or did all of Aaliyah's choreography, she was in every single video that Aaliyah had. Um, you've got Big big Les, and we'll attribute that to every time you watch Living Single, that's that girl dancing on Living Single intro, that's Big Les. you got Josie, who was standing right mm-hmm. next to Jennifer Lopez in the Janet Jackson videos. And I think what happens is, even though there's a level of sexism, um, there's also a level of colorism because most of these women that I just named that are women of color, that are women of color dancers, are also darker skin-toned dancers. And in the 80s, in the 90s, 
Chocolate was just not a thing for girls. Um, it was not what, you know, what people saw as, you know, beautiful. Or people thought that I'm a chocolate girl, Selena's a chocolate girl. And we joke all the time, but I think even in being in the industry myself, being in castings and auditions, I may have been the better dancer or the better singer or whatever. She's okay, but they go her like, oh, we can make her look Spanish. We can make her look Asian. We can do this. And sometimes colorism comes into play a lot <laughs> in the dance world. Um, wow. I think Misty, Misty has, who's a beautiful prima ballerina, but she's also lighter skin, but she's, you know, she's even said things herself about, you know, sometimes, you know, was it that, you know, people were like, okay, we can let her in. Her hair's a little finer. You know, there are other ballerinas that are just as great, just as awesome, if not better than her. But right. is is there a level of colorism? Because it's like, hey, am I going to let my prima ballerina be a dark-toned, beautiful black girl with natural hair? Right. Because you mentioned Misty Copeland being this beautiful who gets all this attention for being the first African-American right. prima ballerina. And then you have someone like Michaela DePrince, who's yes. African dark skin, natural hair, and you don't hear about her as much. And she's trying to make a lot of noise out here, too. So, yeah, there's a lot <laughs> to this. That's why I said that's a whole nother, brother, we're going to be here another wow. hour. <laughs> because so, let me ask y'all this. Yeah, yeah, we have those discussions here on point all the time. Um, y'all guys got to tune in. We have a lot of serious especially my shows, like, I, I, it's called State Talk for a reason. I pull no punches. You know what I mean? I say what I, I mean. I mean what I say. I say what I feel type thing. But um, so what's, what's the young sister's name who tearing up the dance floor now? Um, she was in a Kanye video, and she played in the Step It Up or whatever that dance movie's called. What's oh, her name? Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Kiana Teller. What do y'all think about Kiana Teller? I appreciate um, that she has taken at least pride in the craft of dance because I never really saw her as a dancer before. She just, to me, was someone who liked to dance. But I feel like she's actually looked into the history of it and paying homage to different dancers. So I, I respect her now at this point because I feel like she's proven herself a little bit for me. Okay. I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that. I, 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 the couple I videos I've seen. She, I, I, she's a the great Kanye. dancer. Um, she has a great body. Like, I'm not going to take that away from her at all. I would be proud to walk outside enough knowing if I had that body, too. Um, <laughs> and I'll agree. It's it's taken me a while to figure out where she's going with it because it was like I knew her as a rapper when she came in. Everybody doesn't realize she was on Super Sweet 16 when that show first came out, and we were like, well, whose kid is she, though? How she know Neptune? Oh, she about to be signed to Neptune? Knew that. <laughs> yeah, I like, never yeah, knew that. Yeah, that's where she came from. Like, she wasn't at any point. Wow. Everybody was like, who is this kid that's about to But it was the fact that she was, had a deal originally with the Neptune. And that's what history is important. Um, and right. she was supposed to always come out, with a, come out with an album, come out with an album. And I don't know if it ever came out or what happened with that next thing. And then the next thing, she was an actress. And the next thing I knew, she was a singer. And then she's like, I'm a singer-dancer. But like Selena said, I think that now that she's 
taken more of a love for it, and you can tell that she's gotten some training, and it's like, okay, I respect you now, okay, because you wasn't just like, oh, I like to dance, and I want to get up here and do these dance moves and, you know, fake it. No, I'm really, like, I can have an opinion on dance because I've got some history, so I can respect it now. Wow. Thank you for sharing that history with me because I did not know that she was on the 316 thing. Didn't know that. Um, learn something new every day. What they say? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, in that Kanye video, um, she killed it. Y'all, yeah. y'all seen the Kanye video, yeah. right? Yeah, she killed great. it. <laughs> now, I don't know, though, if the outfit made it stronger or if her dance moves made it stronger. Like, I don't know if she had on some Janelle Monet-type wear if it would have had the same effect on me. I don't think it would have had the same effect on a lot of people. I don't think it would have gotten the amount of clout. I don't think it would have gotten the amount of clout. I think everybody was quite questioning themselves. Do they? Do you think that would have it would have lost attention, or the video probably wouldn't even been met, made anyway? Like, is that part well, of the sexism part of this? I wouldn't even say it was sexism. I think because she had did she just had the baby after? Yeah, it was like baby. yeah, just had that baby. It was yeah. She had like I don't have kids. My kids are old. I don't look like that, and I'm in the studio a lot, so. <laughs> I think it was more so people like then like I think she gave sisters, especially or women or mothers in general, like a ooh, I gotta get my life because she just had a baby like a couple of days ago and how does she have abs again? Who 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 and but wow. she's big about fitness and big about this. So I don't think it was more so the sexism part of it or it being so sexual because I mean she was in a brawl and a, a basically a song. One it was kind of like an homage to flash dance, um, like a basically a new age flash dance, what she did in that video. But then it was also too like, damn, fitness like fitness goals hashtag all day. <laughs> so I think <laughs> it became even more popular by women than men. Like men looked at it for a damn boo boo, but we were looking at it like, I don't even have kids and I gotta get my life right. Like she just looked right. amazing in the video and I think that's what was the you know, the the craziness of it because that video was everywhere. Good Morning America, uh, the news, you heard about that video everywhere, but most people wasn't like, oh, it's so sexy and it's so raunchy. It was like, how did she do that to her body? She just legit had a baby. Like, why does she look like that? What what are you doing <laughs> that I'm not? Like, what are you drinking? What prayer are you saying? Because <laughs> I need what prayer are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what comes after, you know, Father, <laughs> where, where, where do you go? What, what part of the Bible is that prayer in? Because I need that one. So I don't think it was more wow. so I think everybody was more so. I think we've got into this age where people are more understanding because it wasn't like that years ago when you had a baby, everybody expected you to snap right back. And I think we've gotten more into an age that realizing a woman's body is a woman's body and we're all different and different things happen and different things come into play when you have kids. And I think we all know that now. So, like, when people are like, oh, she's – like, you see it now when somebody goes in on a celebrity, like, oh, she's chubby. And then you'll see, like, 
whoever that celebrity fans go, she just had a baby. So it's like we all understand that now, but to see what happened to her body after a baby, it was like, whoa, that was the whole total reverse. Do I need to have another kid to look like that? I'm so confused. So, so now it's that's like, what happened. So now it's like, I had a baby. That's no excuse. Look at Kiana Taylor. I mean, like, <laughs> Kiana Taylor, right. whatever they that's how I go, right? Like, right. No, no and I, just, I really feel like there's a bottle of water that she has that none of us have. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a bottle of water that she's got that she's just not going to ever share with the rest of us. Wow. Where would y'all like to see dance go? Oh, that's an awesome question. Where would we like to see dance go? Um. Oh. Is there is there anywhere else that it can go? It needs to be I mean, more in the front like line. Go? <laughs> yeah, dance, I, dance I would, needs to be the star. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think what happens is we get into the world of where the backup dancer, where the backup dancer, where the backup dancer, and granted, I mean. Everybody's like, I could love, I would say it, because I was waiting for Michael to get about 80 before I auditioned for him, because I was like, listen, I've seen Michael's shows, I can't keep up. So when he gets about 80 in the wheelchair and everybody else is kind of doing the move, that's when I'm auditioning. <laughs> so, but I think dance being more so in the forefront of being the show and stuff, because there were times, or it only, I feel like it only happens in like Broadway, where people don't understand the culture in unfortunately is how bad social media is the flip side is to how good social media is because there's this big era of dance that blew up that kids today have kind of honed in on that people don't realize but that's all attributed to people watching how creatively can you be with dance on social media hence all these hashtag challenges it's you know People are pretty much doing all the same moves in them, but how do you do it or how do you do it over here? So I think we're at a time, a great time in dance where social media has really made this huge push um, to put dancers out there to see different things. And I think it's kind of in a great place. If it could be more in the forefront, that would be awesome. Hence, uh, you know, not to drop a pun, but Fifty Shades of Dance October. If you want to put your dance in in the forefront, come holler at us. <laughs> Amen. Yep. <laughs> so I would love to see more of just dancers being famous for just being dancers, and not this conversation of oh, she's a dancer and a singer. She's a dancer and an actress, because that's how we know J Lo, and that's how we know Rosie Perez, as like you were saying. But like, how do we get those conversations of people who are just dancers? I'm famous for being a dancer. You know me because I'm a dancer. That's where I think dancing needs to go. Now, there's one dancer that I want to ask your opinion on, and I love this woman. And and I'm sure y'all know who she is. But as you just said, she's known as a dancer plus an actress plus whatever. Debbie Allen. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Debbie Allen. Queen. Yes. Talk to me about Debbie Allen. Man, listen, <laughs> goddess, I love her. <laughs> right, right. And she's still oh. going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's life goals. She's life goals. Are y'all aware of the black lady? Oh, I got to get her name. Um, She has a, a, a dance studio on Broad Street. Um, Philodenko. Yes, mm-hmm. I did. I got to get her name. There. 
Joan Myers Brown. You train there. You train there. So can you tell me about that experience? Because I'm going to be honest. Again, Mm -hmm. I was a B-boy, but I wasn't a classical band. It wasn't, you know what I mean? So it was streets for me. But I just learned about this lady because my oldest daughter, which, Misha, we're definitely going to talk um, uh, again sometime this week because my 17-year-old daughter has a couple videos on YouTube. She sings. I have her in the studio, but she also goes to a performing arts school where she sang with Barry Manilow last year, Boys the Men. Like, she's doing, she's doing something. You know what I mean? So the next video that we shoot for her, I want to incorporate Philly dancers, and I want it to be, I have the location and everything we're talking about. Anyway, um, I say all that to say uh, my little one, my 11-year-old, likes to dance, and she was looking for something to do. So I started looking for little dance companies, little dance studios or whatever, and I came across Philodanko, and it said this black woman, I forget how old she is, but it's the oldest dance studio in Philadelphia, and a lot of people don't know that. So can you uh, express um, some of your experiences with Philodenko and the sister, um, I believe you said her name. Uh, But can you tell us about some of that experience? Yes. So I, in college, they have a trained dance training program where they allow people who are just dancers in Philadelphia to audition. You can take classes there for free on a weekly basis. Um, Those were the toughest classes I've ever taken in my life. Those are the people who are going to strip you down and expose everything about your technique and make sure that you are equipped to be not only a dancer, but to be a black dancer in this ballet and contemporary world. I was taking classes from some of the originators of different techniques, Horton technique, which is a really um, important modern dance technique. He, Milton was the teacher. He was so amazing at what he did and all the teachers that were there were so knowledgeable in everything and honestly it's like the best thing for a dancer to go and be trained with people at that caliber um so yeah it's an amazing place to go and to take classes and to train and joan myers brown wow. okay she tell you about yourself <laughs> like like oh school huh? mm-hmm. <laughs> wow that's a um, <clears throat> excuse me. It's interesting to to see you doing what you do, Lisa. How long has uh, Police Island been going at it now? Um, this year we'll actually be celebrating our five year anniversary. Um, so okay. we're having a big event in October that is going to be called Fifty Shades of Dance. Um, and it is an adult dance competition. Um. We are giving away a $500 cash prize that's going to be sponsored by Chase's New Photography. Um, it's going to be filmed by Kurt Tucker Films. Uh, you're going to see um, many faces on it. We're going to have some great celebrity uh, choreography judges come in. We have D-Truth, um, who's from right here in Philly. We have Akira Armstrong, who's over in a pretty big movement. We have Sasha B, who's out of Atlanta, um, Akira, and Sasha both danced back up for Beyonce. Sasha's danced back up for Tamar Braxton and done a lot of stuff. She was just recently won the BET Awards with Amigos. Um, and we're going to have some great performances. We have Asia Sparks as one of our headliners, musical performance. We have um, 
E, the boss from Fiscal Entertainment, and we also have a newcomer to the game who does more of that New Orleans bounce style music. Um, his name is B. Aquarius, and he's going to be performing the show as well. You're going to see a couple special performances from the Sirens that evening. Um, there's also going to be a fashion presentation done by Smooch's Models. We have, um, if, you, if you're into spoken word, there's this amazing, dope spoken word artist, Brown Sugar Bree. She's our host for the evening. Uh, we had DJ 007, who's going to be spinning that night. Um, be Easy Photography is going to be in the house taking pictures. Jazzy Fresh Pro, who's another AI alum, he's going to be in the building taking pictures and doing things. We have some great teams on there. I can reveal three of them. So shout out to World 215. Shout out to Dope out of Maryland. Shout out to Unserenity, who's also going to be on the show. I'll keep some of the other names uh, quiet right now until everybody does their thing. But it's going to be a great time. And um, y'all are going to be in the building doing some media stuff. So come out and celebrate our five years. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's what I'm loving. I mean, I'm loving the fact that you always hear about the negative stuff that our people are here doing, you know what I mean? But no one really gets into the positive stuff that we are here doing, you know what I mean? So that oh, in itself, you know. Not to cut you off with Phenomenal Touch, um, Event plan is also doing the event plan for it. Shout out to Candace Griffin, who is also an AI alum. Cool, cool. So AIPH in the building um, that night as well. So I'm, I'm going to ask you to do that again before the show is over so people sure. can um, get that information again. And um, you can also send it to me, and I'll make sure I post it as well um, to support it because that's what we do here at On Point. Um what is it that either of you, first of all, people out there, if you have any questions that you want to ask Nisha Blue and you want to speak to um, Nisha Blue, myself, or Selena, Selena Cow, who's also a fully silent, um, dial in number 724-444-7444. Call ID 143-133-POUND. Hit that one pound to get tuned into the show. Hit that star eight to communicate and converse, you know, with um, Ms. Nisha Blue. Uh, Selena Cow and myself. So anything that you want to leave the listeners and the people out there with um, when it comes to dance, when it comes to culture or history or whatever you want to leave the people with, is there anything that you want them to know about you or, you know, that you just want to put out there, make them come out to a show and see you, whatever? You know what I mean? What do you want to leave the people with? Um, I just um, want to say... I'm going to add to Selena. I'm going to ask Selena that question first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm just going to say support dance, support what you like, um, do what you like, do whatever dreams you want to follow, always push through. That's all we need to do. Love yourself, love your body. <laughs> That's all. And how long, how long have you been dancing? Uh, since I was six years old, so like 20 years, 20-something years now. Okay, hold that. Um, Ladies, hold that line. We have a caller coming in, so hold that line real quick. Let's take this caller. Peace, power, and blessings. Welcome to On Point Radio. This is Straight Talk with your host, Mr. Controversy. We had a pleasure speaking with tonight. This is Kenny. Peace, peace, and power. Kenny, how are you feeling? Doing great. I'm doing great. Been enjoying the show. Um, 
I've had the pleasure to work with Missy. Um, and, you know, it's interesting. I, I not only do I have, have the pleasure to work with her on her full-time job, but I know her family. And it takes a strong mm-hmm. black man that allows her to do what she does because he's confident in their relationship. And I, it's, when I was listening to um, the, the questions earlier about, you know, womenhood and sexism and what I see her every day. I see how she raises her kids. I see how she interacts with her husband. I see how she, she performs on when she's dancing. And I see her as a regular person. But what I respect about her the most is the fact that she is down to earth and she is exactly what she says she is. So can, can keep up the good work. Well, thanks, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I can attest to a lot of that. I don't don't know her as well as you may know her, but um, I've known her for some time, and she you're absolutely right. She carries herself in a a, a decent um, way, both professionally, so. personally, and she speaks her mind. Yes, she is. She will speak her <laughs> mind and let you know how she feels. So um, thank you for your comment, brother. I appreciate it, and thanks for tuning in tonight. Thanks, Kenny. Well. <laughs> My pleasure, and keep up the good work. Thank you. Peace, power, and blessings. Okay, so Miss Misha Blue, um, without anybody else out there that's on the line who want to speak to Miss Misha Blue and the Philly Sirens, you know, this is Star 8. If you're already on the line, hit Star 8. Um, so, Misha, now you answer that question. Oh, um... I would say um, I, I worship God, so if you worship God, keep God first. And remember it is that you worship. Um, self-love is very important. Um, you can't love somebody else if you can't love yourself. Um, whatever it is that you love to do, um, don't let somebody tell you it's too late. Don't let somebody tell you that, oh, you can't do that. If you're, like I said, three sirens came from an idea crazily and five years in I'm like what the heck <laughs> is going on <laughs> um wow. you just never know what the atmosphere wants from you never know what talent you really have to bring or what's in there I would have I couldn't have told you sitting in my living room five years ago that after our first show two every two weeks we were going to be busy I couldn't tell you that a year, a year and a half into being a free siren, I performed on an Atlantic City stage where most dancers don't either ever see or work years and years in the business before they're given an opportunity like that. I can't tell you, like, I've opened for Houdini. I've opened for Melissa Morgan, who was your, you know, 80s or 90s person. It's like, what, you have? Yes, I have. Um I've, we've been blessed this year where we landed two major music videos from two major, you know, mainstream artists. Uh, shout out to Lexi Songs. Shout out to Luke O'Brien if you're listening. Um, I can't tell you the opportunities that we've been blessed to be in. We get thrown where we're – I like I, – well, I want to say, like, I love the silence because I feel like, even though I know they be wanting to beat me up sometimes from some of the stuff I just wrapped into, it challenges us. Um, dance-wise, none of our opportunities that we're in are really the same. 
or they're not just, okay, I'm going to go dance back up for this person. I'm going to go do this little couple of steps and we're done. You know, we've been in plays where it's like, listen, they need a filler. Go to a ballet set. <laughs> Figure it out. I don't know. Or <laughs> play a demon. <laughs> or, <laughs> or, um, or just, you know, hey, we need you guys for a fashion show and in the model, but need the model to be a bit. We've been blessed to be tested and kind of show proof of, you know, our friends. So I would say to anybody that's out there listening or doing something, don't let life stop you. Um, and don't, and most importantly, don't get in your own way. Let it organically happen. Push for it if you love it, and the rest will just fall into place. Wow. There you have it, but don't go nowhere. We have another caller. Peace Hello, out and blessings. Welcome to All Point Radio. This is Straight Talk with your host, Mr. Controversy. How are you? Good, and yourself? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Who do we have the pleasure of speaking with tonight? Uh, this is Jasmine. I'm calling from Maryland, uh, Nisa's hometown. Hey, Jasmine. <laughs> nice. That's my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey. So she got all the juice. She got all the juice. No, no, let me stop. We're not even that type of network over here. <laughs> so, so what would you like to say to uh, Miss Misa and the listeners out here? What would you like to share? Oh, Have man. you witnessed the Philly Sirens uh, show? Sadly, not how I would like. I want to see them in person. I've looked at plenty of videos and everything on social media. Um, Me being in Maryland and, you know, family life, it's been hard to get back to Philly, but definitely when she was in college, I was always there. So I witnessed her in that aspect. But, man, coming up, we have so much history. I was there when she first started out. Matter of fact, we were both, you know, anything where music was involved, um, we were together. Music brought us together, actually, in middle school. So uh, it's just shout I'm out just, to immature, right? <laughs> uh, shout out to immature, man. Man, Romeo LED, if you listening, <laughs> it's just so amazing to me to watch her bloom and blossom, and just you know, still be able to do what she's always loved to do and wanted to do. Um, Man, I, I just I can't wait to see what else she has in store. Like you know, in the next five to ten years, Misa, where you see yourself at now? Like I know you ain't you can't stop, won't stop. So what's next? <laughs> Hopefully, you see if you get a Grammy for dance. That's what he wants. <laughs> nice. How about too. that? <laughs> the Tony goes too. That's what I want. The Tony. The Tony goes too. Well, Man, thank you for wow. calling. Just on Jay's top of that. birthday is tomorrow. So oh, happy yeah. Birthday, Jay. Thank you. Birthday. Thank you. Wow, happy <laughs> born day. Happy born day from all points. Thank you for calling in. We appreciate it. Thank you for thank your you. comment. Good night, all. Thank you. No problem. Bye-bye. Happy Love birthday. You. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's my childhood that was, uh, best friend, man. Did you get your like nap? Did you have your tissue? You got your tissue yeah, with you, Misa? No, <laughs> there. Like the dance routine, the all that. Like I'd be like, Jasmine, it'd be like twelve thirty, one o'clock. We should totally make up a dance routine. She's like, why don't you just go to bed? <laughs> and <laughs> why don't you just go to sleep? I know, but let's learn this, and we would learn it and do stuff and. 
It was crazy, you know. Wow. Well, it's, it's always love when somebody can call in and share positive thoughts about you. You know what I mean? We always, you know, they say we always give people their flowers after they're gone. But it's good when people can call in and give you flowers right then and there. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that so much. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. That's definitely dope. Um, So, ladies, I want to say to you, Nisha, I will definitely be contacting you sometime this week, probably even tomorrow. But I will be contacting you about some future things um, involving Fully Challenge and On Point. Um, Shalina, I am looking forward to meeting you um, at the next event. I definitely will be there, and if I can help it, I have Team On Point in the building. You know what I'm saying? Um, so definitely, say it again. That's it. You are definitely invited. Are y'all invited? Oh, wait. Uh, listen, we're we going to be there. We're going to be in full effect. We're going to start an on-point road trip and just start going everywhere. The people that hear me supporting people, we know they're doing something. You know what I'm saying? Um, we, we often go and get these tickets for all these celebrities that come out and perform for us. You know what I'm saying? The Dell, Wells Fargo, wherever. But rarely do we go and support the people that we know right there around us and support what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? So that, that is where On Point is at with it. We like to go around and support those that are out here doing the same thing that we're attempting to do as well or that we're doing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. shout out to uh, you, Misha, and Philly Sirens. I definitely um, appreciate you taking this interview and, and sharing you. with the world, you know, your challenge and your gifts. I, I believe yeah. you are the gift. I don't believe thank it was you. a challenge. I believe that was a gift. You know what I mean? Well, thank you so um, much. Thank you. I appreciate no it. No doubt. So <laughs> no I doubt. Honestly, honestly, I could not do it without all of the sirens and the tritons. Like, I, I, this group of people, Selena Kyle, Jersey Siren, Baby Doll Siren, Sky, Dreamy, Spicy, <laughs> Jess, Baby Doll, be shade. I without that group of people, without them, I could not do this. Um, they work hard, they come in, they give me their all, they're selfless people, they take care of each other. I I make I make it a big thing, um, that we're not just a dance group. We are family. We are gonna spend a lot of time together. So through fights, through whatever Hold on to your sister. Hold on to your brother. And I hone them in a way that, look, when we in this element of dance, when we're in this element of stage, we all we got. So we got to be close. We got to be together. We got to be tight. Shout out. And then to be siren. If I forgot anybody, I'm sorry. I'm saying, it's not of y'all now, so it's like just a lot of kids. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty sure I don't miss nobody. But um, and shout out to... Jazzy Fresh Pro, who is actually my direct manager, who helps keep me level-headed when it comes to some of these big decisions. And most importantly, special shout-out to my husband, who is very supportive of what I do and who is supportive of me being able to do this dream. And my family and friends who are all there supporting us until the Siren families um, <laughs> that support us and doing it in former Sirens, past, present, 
you know, thank you for allowing me to share. As I said, it's just going to call it a gift. <laughs> thank you <laughs> for allowing me to share my gift with you guys, and thank you for making my dream come true. So I appreciate y'all. Thank you. No doubt. Um, <laughs> just so you know, on point is more, we get more than just the radio station. We have a mentoring program where we go to different schools in the public school system, and uh, we mentor youth sixth to eighth graders. Um, so that's something I would like, you know, Philly Shirens to get involved in with us as well. Um, we have entertainment shows. So it's another thing I would like, you know, to get Philly Shirens involved in. So um, we have uh, we have a whole it's a whole conglomerate. I mean, there are five different um, entities that make up one point. So there's many of them that we can include Philly Sirens, and we're going to do that. We're going to build, and I think that's important for our people to build, especially those of us who have a connection outside of just what we do. You know what I mean? So um, look for us to the support what Philly Sirens is doing. As long as you keep us informed, then we'll keep supporting. You know what I mean? Making our best attempts to do so. I mean, we inform you what we got going on so we can build. You know what I mean? The same. You know, we come from AI, so, you know, like I've been saying, like, when we going to do this, let's let's get up and do this. So just, hey, we appreciate you for having us. Um, We appreciate you for, you know, supporting us and, you know, helping us to get our company and our brand out there. Shout out to you to where you are at, you know, right now in life. Go ahead. See, y'all know him as Mr. Controversy. Y'all know him as Mr. Self-Unknown. So, you know, uh, I, I know him in the distance. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, see, and, and that's, that's just crazy because most people say Mr. On Point or Mr. Controversy, but rarely do you hear yourself. I know. I mean, because you have to know me to know that. I mean, so hey. I thank you, ladies, for calling thank in. You. And I will be getting with you this week for sure, possibly even tomorrow, hopefully. And um, Selena Kyle, thank you for schooling me to Catwoman's original name. Shout out to my <laughs> And I'm going to leave it on this note. I'm not even going to go out on the song, but I'm going to go out on this note here. Everything you just said, Lisa, mimic everything that I say to Team On Point. Every chance I get. There is no On Point without all of you. You see what I'm saying? And it mm-hmm. takes an unselfish individual to know that and say that. I tell them all the time, we, we say this. It's an on-point as a family. I mean, we're not just uh, a radio network. We're not just a brand. We're not just a name. We're a movement. We're a family. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when you said that, it just made me, you know, it, it just brought that back to home of what I say to Shout out to all the On Point and the uh, hosts out there, DJ Philly Joy, DJ Chill, Mr. Tambellini said that, um, Wonder Dre, <clears throat> Chase Queen, Special K, all those that played a part and where On Point Radio is today, I appreciate you. Shout out to the callers and the listeners that call in. There's no us without you as well. So keep supporting On Point. Keep September in mind. That'll be our next event in September, so keep that date in mind. Check us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you're at. 
so you can see what we got going on next. Go to our website, onpoint215.weebly.com, onpoint215.weebly.com. Check us out. One question to ask from DJ Chill. You on point? Yeah, I'm on point. Thanks again, ladies. Salute you. Peace. Thank you. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.